Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide hey this is john ridley and this is matt carey documentary editor at deadline and welcome to talk talk john we've got a hard-hitting episode today a lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, interesting way to get into this. Have you guys ever been driving somewhere and you see an exit on the interstate and you think, what if I just went here instead? Mm-hmm. Especially if it has, if it has a fun name, mm-hmm. you know? Like Weed, California, or, uh, you know, Cairo, Georgia. Yeah, I almost get off at Beaver Ruin every time I pass that exit. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. a euphemism for something. I don't, I can't imagine what, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always partial to little known, uh, like I love tourist traps and I'm always partial to, you know, something that advertises itself not as the first best of a thing, but like the second or fourth best Mm -hmm. where it's like the fourth biggest frying pan in the East coast. Then I'm like, I'm in, I'll go. I appreciate the modesty. I'm much more inclined to believe that than the best because there can only be one best. So it seems like, you know, New York's best cup of coffee or whatever is like at every little diner, but third best, I'd be more inclined to believe there's some stats backing that up. Mm -hmm. You're welcome folks. We're doing some free marketing for you and guarantee it will work as long as we are not held responsible for the consequences of your decision. Uh, Speaking like this is a thing that happens to a lot of people. We all at some point start imagining our lives as they would be if a few decisions were different or if we went somewhere else, did, you know, turned left instead of turned right. That's why in fiction, the ideas of multiverses are so popular because we always think about the possibilities of living another life. And if you have ever dreamed of starting over, this is the episode for you. This is the second or fourth best episode for you. There we go. To make it sound realistic. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about a real-life series of government-supported conspiracies, not theories, real, genuine conspiracies paid for by your tax dollars. This is WITSEC, or Witness Security, otherwise known as Witness Protection. Here are the facts. So uh, we've talked about the Federal Witness Protection Program a good bit recently uh, in an earlier listener mail segment on the uh, hack that took place uh, targeting the U.S. Marshals. Um, It's a program that you probably are aware of, too, from like mob movies and and the like. Um, It's intended for crucial witnesses who have valuable testimony uh, to contribute to, you know, uh, trials uh, and typically folks that would be seen as 
as being in immediate danger as a result of uh, the testimony that they're making, usually because it targets some dangerous people. Yeah, former mafia, cartel, gang members, uh, anyone who is in a tight-knit group who is becoming a turncoat, essentially, against their their group. Um, also terrorists, hey, both domestic and foreign, no matter where you live. And this would be like after the trial, probably, right? I mean, like, you know, um, because of retribution, not necessarily protecting against witness tampering. That would be more of like a custodial thing that would happen during the course of the trial. This is more of a permanent kind of solution, right? This is permanent, and it starts before the testimony because the entire entire point is to try to keep, you know, Johnny last name or whatever uh, alive so that they can get their testimony on record. And, you know, a lot of times, yeah, they're, uh, the marshals are trying to get in front of groups that have a high level of sophistication, uh, an established track record of witness tampering, up to and including murder. These aren't the folks who just bribe someone. They might offer you a bribe, uh, but if they decide it's more effective slash cheaper to kill you, they will do so without compunction and they'll sleep just fine at night. No and question. Look, Thanks for yeah. the clarification. Uh, and before we, before we jump forward, guys, I just want to make one quick note on the Marshall's hack. That hack, at least according to the Marshall's, did not affect this witness protection program at all. Right, because it's kind of firewalled, right? It's, uh, how did you describe it, Matt? It's like a cottage on a compound. Uh, so the hack did compromise information, but as far as we know, not the information pertaining to WITSEC participants. They hit the cottage instead of the big house. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look, honestly, fellow conspiracy realist, something like WITSEC has existed for a long, 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 long time. I mean, think of the man in the iron mask. Mask probably wasn't actually iron, whatever. We're fun at parties. Think of Operation Paperclip, you know, when uh, the Allied forces, the U.S. at least, in Paperclip, spirited away Nazi scientists. They made a cost-benefit analysis and said these folks are more valuable to us in a lab than in a prison or in the chair. Or I guess they were hanging people. Anyway, throughout the span of modern civilization— Fun at parties. Fun at parties. uh, The authorities— of any given power structure have often been willing to bend the rules if you have something of value to offer. And witness security as a program, the modern version of it, it really came about as a bunch of individual cases that began in the early 1960s with mob investigations, right? Yeah, the the RICO cases that have all become movies at this point or limited series. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like all of them. Rico. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst good, joke good, ever. Good dude. Good dude. Good dude. Knows a lot of people. Uh, this, this originally starts with something called the Organized Crime and Racketeering Section of the Department of Justice, the DOJ. And they were led by Robert F. Kennedy, who you may recognize for some earlier episodes. And, and a lady in a polka dot dress okay move <laughs> and on. the lady in a polka dot dress yes and one guy named gerald Schur was part of the team gerald Schur passed away in 2020 but he is most well known as the man who would go on to create the modern witness security program so saying hey we're doing all this protection in these individual cases let's set a precedent right let's try to get some standards in here so that the left hand knows what the right is doing when it needs to. Uh, And they've done a lot. Thousands of people have been in the witness protection program, some of whom might be tuning into today's episode. If you are amongst, I mean, if you're one of those people, good luck. Stay safe. Don't do any crimes. Don't do any crimes. (laughs) Don't write an email to us. We don't care what your new name is. We'll get into that later. Don't, don't Don't message us. Don't jaywalk. Don't be late on your library books. You know what Jeez. I mean? Stay <laughs> out of the, the dog old, track. Uh, to, quote, to quote the old Josh Clark YouTube series, just don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. But it's not, uh, it's easier said than done because uh, we'll get easier into it. Easier said but- than dumb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um, but but when you think about the 
When you think about the numbers, right, uh, Ben, you found some numbers for us here. Over 7,500 people since 1970 have been placed into this uh, program, and that's individuals who need to be protected. But what many people, including myself, forget is that this also includes immediate family members. Often. Not always, but often. Often, yeah. The spouse, the kids, uh, because, you know, you, the marshal service tried to draw a line and say, look, we don't want to have to be the people who come tell this, you know, four-year-old, your mom disappeared. Or to protect the four-year-old at all times because the mom went into witness protection, right? So now what do you do with the four-year-old? Like, and so targeting the four-year-old or targeting the immediate family would be a real easy way to draw the, the, target person out of witness protection into the light, you know, to then be uh, dealt with. 100%. And so in a way, this is government-supported pseudocide, faking of one's death. And when you have the help of Uncle Sam, it's a lot easier to do some things than it would be if you were an independent actor. Right now, three different U.S. organizations manage aspects of this program. This does not count any off-the-books kind of CIA paperclip-style relocations, which absolutely do happen in the United States and abroad. We're talking about the <laughs> we're talking about the official stuff. I know conspiracies in, in conspiracies. Did you hear that un, unknown person just talk to us? I did. Was that I in did my head? Hear that clip. No, no, you're not having a stroke. No, I heard that, that, was, uh, that was uh, that was an accidental uh, rollover ad on my uh, on my browser okay. that came out on the speakers. Sorry okay, about okay. That, okay, rollover ads. Uh, <laughs> rollover ad. You know who sees a rollover ad and says, "I'm going to buy that." Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for invading my uh, my 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 ears with that noise. It's the new version of the door to door salesman. Yeah, they right. just bust in your front door into your study or wherever you keep your computer and like, hey! <laughs> oh, you're reading about witness protection? Why not buy a Dyson vacuum cleaner, right? Like, stuff like that. You have an extra $4,000, right? Is that how much they are? <laughs> I don't know. They're insane. And I, I, I yeah, Dyson's are, I, you know, I, I, I'm not sponsored by them, but I say go for the shark instead of the Dyson. It works Sharks just as good. well, yeah. and they're a good bit less expensive. And also, I think it's so funny that whenever you buy a thing like that, that's when you start getting the flood of ads for the same things. We've, all, we've, we've always commiserated about that on the show, but it still happens to me. I don't know why they haven't sussed that out yet. <laughs> right. This guy, what's the example? Oh, this guy bought a toilet. He must want six more. Maybe mm -hmm. he'll treat himself. You know, this guy likes to poop. I mean, so, I, you know, I could understand you buy a toilet, you start getting served with ads for bidets or toilet accessories, you know, like a, like a putting green, which I saw at Big Lots the other day, a toilet so, putting green. Suicide. <laughs> suicide. Suicide. Yeah. Fake, faking your death. Thank uh, you. Sh Thank you, shout Matt. out to uh, Playing Dead by Elizabeth Greenwood. That's probably the best book written on the subject. Uh, faking your death on your own, disappearing. It's increasingly difficult in the age of ubiquitous surveillance and social media and so on, but it is still possible. The reason most people get caught is because they either contact people from their old life, or they try to profit in some way. So if you just ghost and you don't touch any possible money, any insurance claims or whatever, your chances of getting away are much higher. If you go with the marshal service and you're in WITSEC, then according to them, you have a hundred percent chance of being safe so long as you follow their rules. Which we'll get into. That's a caveat. Yeah, 100%. It's like that number one cup of coffee. Um, little sus. It's, it's hard to like, promise that. Hard to promise yeah, that is all I'm exactly. saying. It's kind of like if we were going to make up a tricky statistic and we said nobody in a submarine has died in a car crash while on the submarine. Like, of course. Of course they haven't. <laughs> you know? But, uh, but 
Yeah, if everything is perfect and just so, like things definitely are all the time, then you, no one will ever die in the Witness Protection Program. Let's talk about one of the wrinkles here when we're talking about the Marshal Service and what they do for this Witness Protection Program. They provide the basic things we've talked about, right? Security, they watch out for your health, right? They do all kinds of stuff when it comes to uh, just protecting you if you're not already in prison. Because some of these witnesses that come forward are incarcerated before they go and need to take the stand, right? So what happens yeah. to them? Do you just change their name and put them in a different prison system somewhere? They're, in, they're, they're under the Federal Bureau of Prisons. The Bureau of Prisons, or BOP, they look after the incarcerated witnesses. And, and the marshals, so the marshals and BOP, they're like the boots on the ground. The general, in this case, the one who's sending them to the trenches, that's something called the Office of Enforcement Operations under the Department of Justice. The OEO, because we love an acronym. OEO. I hope they do it, right? Like, all three of us just clocked that. You probably clocked yeah. that listening at home. Well, I, I think, Matt, you were doing The Wizard of Oz. I was doing Juggo Love uh, oh. by Morris Day in the Time, uh, which when many will remember featured in uh, the Jay and Silent Bob movie. OEO, OEO. And they still all work together, uh, which is a nice little thematic metaphor here. So the um, the OEO, has, now the sound keys in my head, uh, they they are the ones who make the call as to who gets admitted and what happens to them afterwards. And a lot of things can happen to them. It's complicated. So their main thing is you can get into WITSEC if your life is in danger because of the testimony that you will give in the future. And you have to definitely be giving that testimony against traffickers, terrorists, mafia, other major criminals, and they will erase your old identity. They'll put you in a city where you're not likely to be recognized. They'll give you a new name and a new life, and they'll do the same for your immediate family members, but not everybody can get in. It's actually, it's not as tough as successfully pleading insanity in court, but it's, it's pretty rare, right? Because there's a lot of crime. A really great film um, about sort of, you know, where the, the impetus for the action of the film is somebody being in witness protection, unless I'm completely mistaken. It is a David Cronenberg film called The Hi a History of Violence, um, where it's about a gentleman played by Viggo Mortensen who, like, you know, runs a diner in this small town oh, and then folks one, yeah. come and roll into town. I can't remember if he was in WITSEC or if he just sort of did it himself, but it's still the same scenario, you know, where the bad guys find out and then there's a rumble in the streets and yeah he wasn't to, yeah wasn't he infiltrating the thieves in law like the russian That's correct yeah. um but i can't remember exactly yeah no you're right he wasn't he definitely was in witsec you're absolutely right but yeah really great movie uh, different for cronenberg most people know him for like body horror gross out stuff but this is very much just a solid crime thriller uh excellent excellent picture yeah a lot of great stuff in there about uh the russian criminal underground uh and the, and and actually an interesting emphasis on the cultural phenomenon of tattoos in the, that true. organization that's very true oh man i there's, all, there's also that. eastern promises which which was the tattoo one i think oh, so, I'm also, oh, so there are that's there are, there are thinking, there's yeah. some crossover between the two because there was also russian you know stuff in uh in um uh, history of violence two really good movies guys uh all right, I want to talk about something. We we talked about the high number, 7,500 people since 1970 have gone into this. That is nowhere near the number of high-value witnesses That's that have given say, testimony in the United States. Is that because the criteria is so strict, or why why isn't that number higher? Well, it seems to me there must be something, some metric or something that has to be hit for that, what do we call it, OEO, for them to look at a, an individual and say, okay, we need to protect you. Yeah, there's a rubric. I mean, it's the government, so there's a lot of bureaucracy. There's some paperwork here. The U.S. Attorney General's office has the final say-so on who gets in, and their requirements are pretty specific. Uh, without getting too into the weeds of the legalese, 
Uh, any offense that involves organized crime or racketeering makes you eligible. Uh, drug trafficking offenses, as described in Title 21 of the U.S. Code, uh, which most people wouldn't know offhand. Uh, any other felony for which a witness may provide testimony, quote, that may subject the witness to retaliation by violence or threats of violence. Uh, and then any state level offense that's similar to the federal stuff. And then another one's basically a vibe check. I mean, they're never going to say it that way, but it's like, how do they feel about you? you right. know? Well, because potentially somebody could be or would be a part of a criminal organization in order to have testimony to give, right? Not, not always, but I would say often probably somebody had a hand in whatever bad business was going down. So I guess you have to trust that that person isn't going to just move on to a different city with a different name and then continue to do the same Get thing. Get right back to stamp fraud. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> right back to <laughs> this process is, is, uh, is labor intensive and expensive. Yeah. And you don't want that guy to go right back to selling loose cigarettes mm -hmm. out, <sighs> out in, uh, out in hullabaloo, Montana, which is hopefully a city I just made up. That's an exit that I've always considered. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that that signs in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. It's strange, just strange. like hullabaloo, Montana, this many hundreds of miles. Maybe we'll take that exit one day, but for now we want, you to know, those are the basics. They seem pretty clear cut, but how does joining up with WITSEC actually work? How does uncle Sam set you up with a brand new life? We're going to take the exit for a brief stop with our sponsors, and then we'll be right back on the road. All right, whatever. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Here's where it gets crazy. Noel, I love that you're referencing uh, Eastern Promises and History of Violence. They're two amazing films, and I know that we all love crime films. Uh, we all love that noir fiction, but this is not like in the movies. Well, I mean, because they're getting something from you. So 
they have to ensure uh, the quality uh, of your testimony and, and, and check and double check and make sure that, you know, that it's going to hold water or sand or whatever material uh, is, is appropriate for this analogy um, before they'll give you that level of, of attention. Because like, we, like we're going to see, it's a big deal. It's a no turning back kind of situation. So they got to, A, make sure that you're serious and that you have serious information to share that will hold up in court. Um, and then they, they start going th- forward with the rest of the process, which isn't, isn't entirely unlike what we see in the movie, but it's also a little more minutia-based and, and boring, you know, the, uh, the actual process. Every person like every person that goes through, imagine the expenses associated with that one person to be processed. Now imagine that person has a family, a spouse and two kids, like the line items on that budget. That's going to, it's going to cost to, you know, protect this person and their family. You gotta, you gotta be sure this is a person we need to protect. Oh yeah, Um, That's going to get expensive real fast. Because when you think about, like, for example, in like a show like Better Call Saul, where you have criminals that are doing this through an underground version of this, like a service that someone provides, that's obviously fraud and like totally illegal, you know. Uh, but this has all the same hallmarks, but it's recognized by the government. So in order to cover their butts legally got to be a ton of paperwork to make sure that they don't get their uh, cover blown, but also that they are recognized, you know, and, and that essentially you are tricking other agencies because you wouldn't want someone applying for a driver's license and then all of a sudden a red flag gets, you know, thrown up and their, their cover's blown. So it's something that has to be done on a systematic level. Yeah, and there are weak links in the chain of secrecy. There almost always are. The, the thing is, First, a lot of people apply and don't pass muster. They don't make the cut because either they're, uh, again, as we know, intelligence is perishable, right? So it might not matter. There might be another alternative uh, to having someone in the WITSEC program, but also they have to evaluate the credible, the credibility of the threats against you. And because a lot of these people are in, have a criminal background, Uncle Sam will also ask themselves what risk you may pose to a new community if you get relocated. This is where you see comedic versions of the witness protection trope, right? And and that last part might sound odd, but again, it's not uncommon for folks in witness protection or witness security to have a criminal past. So if you're the authorities, you're the OEO, and you know someone has a likelihood of changing their name, but still committing crimes, that really complicates things. You don't want Max Powers astronaut with a secret suddenly get busted yet again for stealing dirigibles. You know what I mean? Like people, that's a very specific crime. They will look at, you know, they'll look at the track record there. Well, and I would imagine too, like, you know, they would, they would probably treat civilians differently than say serious members of crime organizations who, who are essentially being bargained with, or, or this is a bargaining chip, you know, like they are maybe perhaps they are uh, negotiating down their sentence or whatever it might be. Like, is it worth it to us to protect you when you're the one that's put yourself in harm's way in the first place? Um, and if this, if that, and with those cases, it would be more about protecting their intel and their uh, testimony, maybe a little more so than protecting that person's hide. Oh, and what if the person you're you're going to give testimony against is already an FBI informant? Huh? Oh, no. the high level person that happens sometimes. <laughs> wheels within wheels, like in uh, what's the the movie, the Scorsese movie with Jack Nicholson, Departed. The, the Departed, and, and slight spoiler for a 15-year-old movie, it does turn out that the main bad guy in that has been dodging all of this stuff for so long because he is a high-level FBI informant. And the dildo scene was completely improvised, the one in the movie theater. I almost did a coffee spit. I almost it's did true. a coffee spit. It's true. improvised. That's why, that's why Matt Damon's character looks so, so surprised. Or one of those characters looks so surprised. That's a true story. All right. It doesn't matter it. for this. It doesn't matter for this. But the point— the point is the um, after assuming you pass muster, right? You have valuable information. You also are not going to be a huge risk if you get started over with a new life. And you're, you know, they call you Nil Wab Neb or something. It's bimble <laughs> and backwards. Uh, oh, then, okay, got it. Yeah, but the uh, if if they 
if you pass those two things, then they give you an interview. The marshal service will interview you and prosecutors and whatever law enforcement agency has come to them to request your protection. And then you have to give them the application, their threat assessment. And then after that interview, they recommend whether or not you should be in WITSEC. They tell the OEO, hey, green light, yellow light, whatever. And at that point, at any point, actually, along the way, OEO can pull the plug on the whole operation. They can just change their mind. So you have to play nice. And for maybe the second to last time in your life, for the penultimate time in your life, you have to be completely honest. Do not try to hide stuff, no matter how small you think it is. And the last time that you will have to be honest for the rest of your life is in court, is when you give that testimony. And if they do the cost-benefit analysis, they're really asking, how does the value of what you have to bring to the table, how does that stack up to the potential danger you might bring to the community? Not by your actions necessarily, but simply by your presence. What if you get found out, you know, like that scene in all those horrible uh, horror movies where someone says, hang on, Dr. Alucard Alucard is Dracula backwards. You know what I mean? Doctor Dracula. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, his, uh, he sucks. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, oh, no. I know. Oh, no. I know. This, it's, it's a wild week for us, folks. We got, we got a lot going on. But, okay, this is a hassle for everyone, right? And this only starts the process because, like we were saying, the idea is to grant total anonymity. They want you to blend in. They want to put you in a place where you won't stick out and you won't be recognized. And at first, that doesn't sound very difficult unless you're a high-profile public figure. There are thousands of cities where people move to and from every day. What's one more? You know, that's how it sounds, but they're not playing around. Like as soon as you are signed up, you're whisked away. Just like, just like uh, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, spoilers, when the vacuum cleaner guy shows up with the van, right? And you, you just have to hop in. That's the point of no return right there. Yeah. Yeah. They take you to a safe house or to some safe holding location. They're necessarily vague about that and everything they say publicly. And then they try to coordinate multiple government agencies in absolute secrecy to set up your new life. And they have a huge double standard here. It's a necessary one, but I just want to point out, it's, it's a huge double standard. They want the public to forget all about you. As close as possible, they want you to have never existed, but they want to remember any and everything you've done. They actually pay way more attention to you than the average member of John Q. Public. Oh, yeah. So wherever you're going, whether it's the temporary safe house or your brand new location, you can guarantee the folks that are helping you out along this process are going to give a nice little tip of the hat and heads up to the lo local law enforcement agencies that you're going to be uh, working with in the future. You won't be working with them. But, you know, and it's, it's not like they're going to leak all the information that they're trying to keep secret, right? They're just going to say, hey, heads up, there's a new guy in town. He's kind of known for this thing. So just keep an eye out. <laughs> Here's this new name. Don't say anything about the old name, but just, you know, check him out. And keep this guy away from the town blimp. Oh, especially just in that. case. Yeah. He's, he's got a, he's got an airship thing. So mm -hmm. the is that like the town bicycle? Is that, is that like a, a euphemism? no, not a euphemism, like a good okay. no. blimp. Like okay. going oh, back okay. to go, the go, joke go, go, about go. stealing dirigibles. I thought it was a fat joke. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. We, we don't do those. I know we do. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> but that is, oh, that's tremendously hurtful. That feels like a middle schooler made it up. Doesn't They're that? the best with insults. I always thought blimpies was kind of a gross name for a sub sandwich chain too. Blimpy. Yeah, it feels like some kind of like children's show mascot to me. Yeah. Blimpy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There we go. So, <laughs> that, so, yeah, true story. Blimpy was involved with Al Qaeda. Stop. Okay. No, that. no, 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 <laughs> no, they weren't. Blimpy's best. It's not involved in Al Qaeda, right? Oh, Are they yeah. still around? Are there still Where Blimpy Blimpy's really come places? from? Do you guys know what the sandwich store's name was before <laughs> all right whatever uh, we're not we're not saying blimpy is a member of what's yeah, it's called fatwa subs yeah that's oh it god. Yeah. oh god so the uh 
the marshals do give local law a heads up. And the marshals can also impose pretty much any caveats they want on a participant in witness protection. That means random drug and alcohol testing. Uh, They can also keep an eye on your finances. And there's one thing a lot of folks might not think about until the rubber hits the road. The marshals are not going to pay off any of your pre-existing debt. Doesn't matter if you like... If you're in deep with Maddie both hands at at a, you know for some horse races or you got a car not note, recommended. <laughs> no, no, don't Guy's play with dangerous. Him. Yeah, yeah. Even with just the one hand, uh, you, we can never tell you how he got his nickname. But uh, you know they're not going to pay off your student loans before you enter the program. You have to pay off any existing debts if you have. What if you don't have it though? I don't understand. And like, if you're disappearing, then technically you would be disappearing for all intents and purposes for those debts. So if they want you bad enough, surely you've got some uh, bargaining power there, right? One would one would think they bend the rules because some of this stuff does fall into a gray area or wait for it, liminal space. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, how do you come up with 60 grand for your student loan if you have to go into witness protection all of a sudden? Right. That doesn't I mean, make sense. Just, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I know this is all like the sort of like boilerplate stuff here, but there have to be situations where the exceptions are made. I assume so. But it's also very difficult for members of the public to get the inside scoop on that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, especially because it can be politically sensitive. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it can, transparency can result in the failure of the program, by which we mean the people will get murdered. But you also have to provide child custody documents. You have to prove those kids are yours if they go with you into WITSEC. You can't just say like, okay, I will join the program as long as I can take my my roomie, you know, uh, what's a, what's a weird, what's a sleazy? Oh, snake bite. As long as I can take my boy snake bite with me, uh, he's just solid. And they're like, well, is he your family member? He's my brother, dog, in every way that counts. <laughs> if, if snake bite doesn't go, I don't go. <laughs> right, right. We're a package deal, the government. <laughs> and uh, they also won't pay for plastic surgery. They used to. Uh, now they, they have in the past a couple times, but they now they will totally help you find a surgeon who can keep their mouth shut, but they're not going to put tax dollars toward it. So you have to pay for it, but they will, they will recommend someone for you. And so th- there's a lot of stuff they won't do, but there is stuff they will do. They will help you try to, they will find at least one reasonable job opportunity. If that doesn't work out, that's okay, but you have to keep looking for a job on your own. They want you to be as self-sufficient as possible as soon as possible. They'll help you find a house, a place to live, maybe an apartment. Uh, I imagine, Ben, you'd have a handler of some kind that's sort of mm-hmm. checking in on you, maybe oh, not yeah. physically, but yeah, in some way, shape, or form. Definitely, definitely in the lead up to going to court Definitely until you get settled in. It actually calms down a bit if you are able to toe the line and, you know, not go back into a life of crime. They'll also give you some subsistence payments. This is pretty controversial. This is something on average of like $60,000 a year, which is a pretty decent salary, you know? Yeah. Plus a job. Come on. Let's do this. I'll, I'll let's get in the witness protection program, guys. That sounds great. I know. <laughs> I'll work at Home so, Depot. <laughs> so they also give you, of course, all the new identity paperwork you need. We're talking social security numbers, birth certificate, driver's license, fishing license, totem chit for any Boy Scouts, I guess. And uh, this is interesting. I didn't know this. They also arrange for counseling. Should you so choose psychiatrists, social workers? I think that's really cool, actually, especially for the kids, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your new name is Timmy now. Right. You're like, what? Why? Oh, and speaking of weak links, I mean, no shade on kids or anything, but but, I mean, at school, you make a buddy and it's like, I got a secret, you know? (laughs) I mean, one last thing, as long as we're talking about the cool stuff and you are raising a great point about the weak links here. We were texting our group chat before we recorded, like going into some of this episode. And the big question, who gets to choose your new name? Uh, 
Yeah. Wouldn't there be maybe a pool of available identities that are already kind of pre, pre-done? Or am I, am I movie-fying this again? Just wondering. Uh, yeah, I, I movie-fied it a little bit myself in some old sketch comedy. But the cool thing is, in real life, witnesses can choose their own names. Now, they do get some pointers. The guy who created the program, Gerald Schur, he also wrote a book all about witness protection, and he talks about this. I'd like to be uh, Niels Barnes, if that's uh, agreeable. With that's you, pretty right? great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about that book that sure wrote. It's titled WITSEC, W-I-T-S-E-C, colon, Inside the Federal Witness Protection Program. And this dude just, he's got, he lays it out for you. Here's some things you should do when considering changing your name. Yeah, keep your current initials or same first name if possible. So, Matt Frederick, I had a pitch. How about, what do you think about Mike Farrakhan? Ah, I like it. It's so on the nose, it feels real, right? Like, you wouldn't purposely choose that. It's pretty good. I wanted to go with Michael Goldenschlager, but I guess that's fine. No, that's great, too. That's (laughs) great, too. Michael Goldenschlagerstein? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Michael Goldenschlagersteinbergen. Not sure. too much. Uh, can I still be <laughs> Niels Barnes? Totally, unless you want to okay. go with Nate Bobbins. That one's oh wow! You really <laughs> it, oh my goodness! Some things to consider. Uh, I'm so, th- these are terrible. These are terrible examples, probably due to sleep deprivation. Well, um, ben, you, you mentioned improv. I mean, that also is if you if you notice shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm, most of the characters have their real first names. Um, oh yeah, because yeah. it just makes it easier for the improv. I guess you know what I mean. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point too, and and also it's very easy to slip up if if you have a name that is like think about it for the majority of these people they have a instinctual primal response now to hearing their name it has been ingrained in them for decades so things can get things can go sideways really quick if you were uh, a Matt or a Noel and all of a sudden now you're a Tobias uh, you you will have tells people will be able to see you process oh that's my fake name right yeah well and plus you can't ever take off your your jean shorts ever again no you're an ever nude that's another one of their caveats. <laughs> Your jorts. Uh, I mean, I have a friend who's a, who's a musician who often likes to, me to refer to them uh, by their stage name, and I m- m- screw that up all the time because it is I counterintuitive. Know I know who you're talking about. I know you do. I'm not <laughs> I refuse. Here, I refuse. Yeah. Call him by his other yeah. name every time on purpose. I hope you know that. Yeah, you same. <laughs> I, I have. A, I, I struggle with it myself. Mm, you all you all probably know this person a little better than I do, but yes, confirming the story, protecting the names. These name changes do go through the court system. Just like any other name change, the records are sealed, which hopefully is helpful, but that's, I would argue, that's another weak link. Local law enforcement can be corrupted. This is was not a ding in, on anybody, but it happens. Was it in Dragnet, the TV show, where they say the names have been changed to protect the innocent? I always love that. I always love, I love that it. line. It's very intense, but similar, similar deal. I love that in anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would love that in a Blimpy's commercial. <laughs> you know, there we are. We're back. <laughs> I, I got to find out though. Blimpy's. Yeah, story, yeah. Right? No, look at. We got to get some people on the case there. I think it's just Blimpy. By the way, I don't think it was. There's. It's not plural or or possessive. It's just Blimpy. Yeah, Blimpy restaurant substance. It's, it's still around. Uh, it looks like they've rebranded a little bit. Yeah, it's America's sub shop. See, once again, suspect. Who are you to say that you are America's sub shop? And then there's Blip E, which is totally different, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, so totally. we, <laughs> I know exactly what you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're the, uh, you, you've you got a book coming out on the difference, I believe, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, yeah, we see the weak links. But we also see a tremendous opportunity, right, to bring justice to very dangerous people in the organizations. And now we get to the brass tacks. Do they let you choose the neighborhood? Do I get mm. to do I get to choose? Because for me and my family, I want a nice place, right? I want I want a kind of posh place. It'd be cool if there was a good view, good parking like levels. 
That seems like a premium service right there, though. You know, you got to pay extra for that. Going to Brooklyn to hang out with what's his name? We just talked about old Charlie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. McGonagall. Yeah. Uh, now that sounds like a fake name. But right. anyway, it's literally a character in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and, uh, and an FBI agent who got turned. But you're, not, you're probably not going to go to a super nice neighborhood because super nice neighborhoods tend to be insular. And rich people also tend, in general, to stick out in this country, especially nowadays. The point is to blend in. You're going to have a life that would not be enviable. And the Marshal Service will give you 24-hour protection when you're in a high-threat area, all the, basically all the time leading up to court appearances. And if it goes well, you make it to court, then you're still in the program. But getting to court is the most tricky part of the whole thing. Guys, do you think... There is a position within this witness security protection matrix that goes in undercover and like checks up or tests the the people who are currently under protection. Like you just go to a bar, you follow somebody who's in protection. Mm-hmm. You watch that they go to a neighborhood bar every Wednesday evening or something. You go sit at the bar once or twice every couple of whatever and just like sit down and start up a little chat and see what you can get out of them on purpose. Can we, can we create that? And can I do it? And then you also pay me $60,000 plus whatever that salary is, please witness security. To be the WITSEC program. auditor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. That sounds so much fun. Yeah. I think you'd have to be careful of entrapment too. No, it's just, a, it's just a little test. It's just like a, Hey, and at the end of the conversation, you just go, Mike, <clears throat> you just call them by their real name. Like, you gotta what? be more in careful. Public? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just quietly at the bar. Or, or like, what if you just call it by your fake, by the fake name, and then try to get into casual stranger level conversation about their life and their background? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Is, so still, uh, is it still from? considered doxing if you blow someone's witness protection? Uh, cover or is there? There must be a whole nother name. It's for worse. That. Way worse. Yeah, right? Oh God! Is, yeah. it, is it worse? It's yeah. super. Yeah. No. It's like. It's the equivalent of stomping on a kid's macaroni picture. Mm. Uh, the marshals are not going to take well to it. And like, can you imagine someone applying for witness protection because they've, they've been implicated in blowing up past witness protection cases? That's, that's a tall milkshake. It's a bad I don't know. look. Bad yeah. look. Yeah. They don't love it. But okay. So this guy, sure. He describes all the weird stuff they do to get witnesses to court safely. They smuggle people in mail trucks. They fly them in in helicopters. They even snuck some dudes on uh, to court via fishing boats. Uh, in one instance, he relates in his book, an armored car was sent with a full police escort as a decoy to get this this mob guy who had turned Joseph Barboza uh, into court. And so while they had this huge spectacle, this production of armored cars and, and police escorts, there was nobody really in the armored car. They snuck Joseph Barboza in through a side door at the courthouse. They just ushered him in. And uh, even if you are no longer in the program, you can still be given protection if you're testifying it for you know, in the case for which you entered the program, and at that point, you might be saying, Wait, people get out of witness protection? We'll get to that in a second, but maybe first we take a break and come back with some, some good news. Does this program work? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. And we're back. And when we left, we asked the question, does the witness security program work? Well, according to the folks who make it happen, yes, sir. At least it's pretty, they have pretty good numbers. Yeah. So according to the Marshals Service, since 1970, the program has achieved an overall conviction rate of 89%. Sounds pretty, pretty solid. Uh, as a result of protected witness testimony and more than 10,000 criminals have been put away as a result have been uh, have received convictions. And you have to think the reason why that works is because there is a witness protection program. Those that 89% uh, conviction rate and that number of criminals wouldn't be going to jail because people would be terrified to give testimony against an organization internally unless there was a program like this. There's still, oh, still yeah. be terrified even though the program exists, but it, it's at least there. And I think at this point, too, we have to mention, we've talked about it before, and I know it can be controversial for some folks, but it's just the reality. The U.S. justice system has huge problems, massive inequality, a lot of dirty things happening that are against the letter and spirit of the law. Everyone agrees it's far from perfect. That is a known, that is a given. The wealthy in this country have an entirely different set of laws most times, right? But we have to keep in mind, the folks who are being targeted, uh, the folks who are the ultimate end goal of witness protection programs, these are bad dudes. They're pretty dangerous, and we don't say that lightly. And they also typically are going to have a surprising amount of reach, a high level of sophistication. If they have info on a witness, they will not hesitate to act on it, often through their own, through their own proxies. We're talking about something close to a shadow organization that tries to match what the Marshal Service does. There's a there's an, uh, an underground game of cat and mouse that can play out, and the American public does not know about it. So that sounds a little dark. Let's uh, let's uh, let's let's stay on that though. Let's see. It's kind of let's stay kind of dark. Why would you find witness security controversial? Let's say we're voters, and we we have a bone to pick with witness protection as a concept. Why wouldn't we like it? Well. I mean, you're potentially hooking a criminal up, right? If this is somebody who's inside the organization, as we keep mentioning, and they're just, you know, turning on the people who are also in the organization, uh, they're probably a, not a great person who maybe did some horrible things, and you're going to give them 60 grand a year and protect them and also get them a job? I don't they know. You might be if thinking, yeah, you might be thinking like, hey, I've lived in this town forever. And most of us make under $40,000 and are not criminals. So why are, why are we paying for this guy who definitely killed some folks to get a, to get a cushy job, a nice house, and 60 grand a year? Oh, the taxes. I always forget about the taxes. Oh, right. Crap, it's coming Just up. 
Yep. But it's just, no, just the concept that we're all dishing out for, for the other folks. But that's fine. This is a, look, this program good. is, it's a drop Pretty in the good. bucket compared to a lot of other major programs that we're also paying for. Sure. Yeah. How much of your income goes to pay for Sidewinder missiles? Things like that. Yeah. Cause you don't get to, you don't get a little form and your taxes that check off where you want the money to go. And we don't even get to play with the missiles. No. This doesn't seem fair. Doesn't no, seem fair. they get mad at you just for going to the fence. It's weird. Very. If we make some weird looking balloons, we shoot them up really high. Maybe we could get to play with a missile, at least in a secondhand way. Yes. <laughs> I support this idea. Yes. I, I love I'm adding that to my list of billionaire pranks. That's great. Uh, So the Marshal Service, Uncle Sam in general, they're aware of this controversy and they get it. You know what I mean? And a lot of individuals who make witness security work have probably had their own ethical quandaries, right? Like they have probably had some dark nights of the soul about the concept of greater good, right? Are, Are we letting an evil person go in order to combat a greater evil? And that's a tough question to answer. And that's not a ding on the people who are involved with these programs. That's just saying we understand the conundrums and dilemmas that could arise. Because the marshals are sensitive, they want you self-sufficient. A-S-A-F-ing-P. Like, you need to be at least aggressively seeking a job or they're cutting you off. And when they cut you off, when they turn off the faucet for that subsistence, that $60,000 a year... They'll tell you, hey, why don't you just enroll in public assistance? Wow. Yeah. So they, they don't want to play. And the most important rule is you got to uphold the conspiracy. This is where everybody goes wrong when they try to ghost. You cannot contact your former associates, your family members. In the age of social media, that means no more dopamine rushes from, from your, um, your look at me casino of choice. Right. No Instagram, no Twitter, no TikTok, no Facebook, no oh, more YouTube like comments. Heaven. Sorry, what? <laughs> no more phone calls either, Matt, to your old friends oh, at all. Oh, okay. All right. No WhatsApp, no Telegram. Wow. I like that. Matt, Matt you're like Robert De Niro in Heat. Yeah. You know I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to the pond and just be. <laughs> uh, and of course you can't go back to your old town or any place you hung out. They're just going to have to wonder what happened to you. And uh, we talked about this, the success rate. The Marshal Service phrases this in really kind of, I don't know, I think it's a sinister, nuanced way to phrase the success of their program. Yeah, they say, quote, no witness who has followed these rules has ever been killed. So if you follow it, you're going to be okay. Otherwise, what are we going to do? Sort of like voiding your warranty, you know, on a piece of equipment. If you like, if if, if you try to fix it yourself and you, you do the thing where you open it up and mess around, we can't help you. We no longer cover you and we do not claim you. No one in a submarine has died in a car accident while in the submarine. You know what? I, like, it's just a tricky way to frame it. Well, it's like all- no one dies at Disney World <laughs> situation. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah. Good luck, Mike Loudenschlager, or whatever I said before. <laughs> Goldenschlagerstein. Thank you. Uh, something else. There was another one at the end. What was it, Noel? Goldenschlagerstein. Bergen. Goldenschlagerstein Bergen. Yes. And your children will hate you when they learn that they didn't have to write the entirety of that name in school. You know what I mean? I always felt bad. For the kids with really long names. Well, speaking of your children hating you, I'm sorry, this is a little out of, out of uh, order here, or going back to something we said earlier. Kids freak out and go through crazy, you know, phases for nothing. Uh, not to mention if you, like, uproot them from their school and move to another town, let alone change their name, and, and, and they never get to see their friends or family ever again. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine it be being a huge problem uh, and very diffi- a very difficult Rubicon to cross. So we'd have to talk with professionals to see how they navigate that, especially when children are on social media, expected to be on social media at an increasingly early age. So once you're settled in, let's say all of this goes well, you're following the rules, your kids, your loved ones that are with you, you're fine. You have a new job. 
you work at, you know, the Home Depot or the Lowe's or you, I don't know, you have an office job, something like that. And you are now living some version of the American dream. The good news is at after after all the hullabaloo passes, you only have to check in with the government once a year. Hullabaloo Montana? Uh-huh. After after yeah, cool. the hullabaloo cool, 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 cool. Montana moment passes. Uh you you do have to check in with them if you have a big life change, if you want to move, if you commit any kind of crime, they are gonna know about it before maybe before you do. And any government agency that wants to contact you about anything having to do with your old life, from the very top to the very bottom, they have to go through the Department of Justice, through the OEO or the Marshals. And uh, that can irritate some people. Some people want to go out, which is why one one in five of them commit crimes again and get in trouble. You mean go out like uh, out on the town or you mean like just escape that life? Uh, Both. Okay. Yeah. Escape the boredom and or just fall back on some things that you know how to do and you know you can make a little more money doing that maybe potentially. I want to feel alive again. Let's do an old fashioned grift. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But 17% is not bad, right? Especially if you think about people who are incarcerated and then the recidivism rate after getting out of prison. Mm -hmm. Yeah, only that's about 40% recidivism rate. Only about 60% of uh, paroled criminals manage to stay out of trouble. And again, I want to go back to some of the systemic problems there. Do powerful forces conspire to keep the prisons of this country a revolving door? Yes, 100%. Uh, it's, it can be very difficult to get out of that cycle. That's why a common saying in the U.S. prison system is it's easy to get in and it's hard to get out. But like we alluded, like you were mentioning, Noel, Matt, you can also just quit witness protection. If you want, you can just go. And if you leave, the marshals will still keep tabs on you for the rest of your life because they need to be able to locate you at any time for any reason. And again, they say if you follow the rules, they have a 100% success rate, but other countries have witness protection too. Lots of countries, and they're independent organizations. Unfortunately, not everyone is as successful as the U.S., and in some cases, I'm thinking of Italy in particular, their operations have been compromised. So your mileage may vary. But knowing all this, the question is, this is for us, this is for you listening with us. Would you join witness security? Would you join witness protection? Yes. I think we came up with some good names. You would join it? Yeah, I would change my name, though. I want to be Crystal Pemberton. Mm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, CP. All right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Doesn't really okay. follow the initials rule. Though. No, I don't it's care. Be tough. My name is Crystal right. now. <laughs> That's okay. so Crystal of you, bro. Crystal with a K or with a C? Mm. Ooh, probably a C. Okay, fair enough. Classic Crystal. C-R-Y-S-T-A-L? Definitely, definitely. Okay, you're not going to style on the name? Nope. Pemberton, just as you imagine. <laughs> uh, are, you, are people going to call you Chris? Yes. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that, that adds it. I'm going to build this uh, whole character out of realism. Get my D&D stuff. It's going to be awesome. Fantastic. What, what about you, Noel? Would you join witness protection? Well, yeah, as, as, as opposed to the alternative of being tortured and murdered. Absolutely. I mean, it seems like it's a rock and a hard place kind of situation. Nobody wants to join witness protection program. But if, uh, you know, g- g- given the alternative, I think it's probably a pretty, pretty good, good bet. Rolling the dice there rather than just fending for yourself. And uh, I stand by uh, uh, Neil's Barnes. Uh, I think it's if good. You please. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's How about good. you, Ben? No comment. So oh, we would. Uh, come on. Maybe he's already uh, in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Marshall Service said start a new life by doing a podcast about conspiracies. Well, you kind of just fell into it, Ben. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Oh, boy. We got to protect him, Noel. I like that you're saying it's a bet, though, because that's the question. You're betting against yourself. 
Could you participate in an ongoing conspiracy every day, every hour, every minute for the rest of your life? What do you think, folks? Uh, let us know. Again, uh, as as Matt said so beautifully at the top here, if you are actively in witness protection, don't write to us. No. We got your don't back. Don't call us. Don't email us. Uh, because we we also want you to be safe. And anything we can do to help in that regard probably falls under the category of not being in contact. Correct. That sounds cold. But, but if you're not true, in witness protection. But if you're not in witness <laughs> protection, uh, we'd love to hear what your thoughts. Uh, so uh, find us on the internet so, somewhere. Yeah, you can if you have the internet. If they even lay, what about the internet? You think we didn't really talk about that, right? No, no. Like, do they filter your internet? Do they somehow limit your ability to do normal outreach, internet-y type stuff? Do they closely monitor your social? What about social media? Do people right. in witness protection have social media? Not really. Uh, we also, uh, also, we didn't mention. Maybe we'll get to this in the future, but we didn't have time to mention. A side effect of increasing witness security folks who are associated with terrorist groups and are often in the country illegally. That's another thing that's really controversial to some people because now is that functioning as a backdoor to something like citizenship? A lot of people find that um, a lot of people object strongly to that. But let us know your thoughts uh, on social media, you know. That's right. You can find us at Conspiracy Stuff on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, where we have our Facebook group, Here's Where It Gets Crazy. On Instagram and TikTok, we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. But wait, there's more. If you have a phone and you would like to use it, to use your mouth to talk to us, call 1-833-STDWYTK and leave a message. You've got three minutes. Give yourself a cool nickname. We don't care what it is as long as it's not your government name or your WITSEC name. Again, don't call us if you're in the program. Uh, let us know if we can use your name and voice on the air. If you would like to not use your mouth and voice, why not instead use your hands and phone or computer to email us? We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You.